Well, welcome to the Monday Minute episode of the Hunt Backcountry Podcast. This week, Steve is still out sheep hunting. I'm joined by the co 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 host, Jakey Poo Havelcheck. What's happening, man? You added, no, I'm doing great. You added too many co's. There's Did only I? two in there. Yeah, there's you only Coco. Coco. Coco is on like chocolate. St- yeah. yeah. Co- oh, I get it. Coco because you can't drink coffee. So you drink hot cocoa. So you're like the Coco host. I drink, I drink coffee. I don't know if I'd you, call it coffee. Mean? It's like Me. sprinkles half, and things in it. Half half and half, some cream, heavy cream and all the good stuff. Is there more or less coffee in a coffee drink for you? Like, is it more than half of the contents or no? Less. There's, yeah, there's definitely less. But so when you drink I, coffee, I just, it's less than 50% coffee. Yeah, it's 60% cream and sugar and 30% coffee. And then the other 10% is water. Water. I'm just kidding. Milk. Sorry. I, okay. You're, you're, yeah. I just, I, too much coffee, man. It just doesn't taste good. I'm not like you and Steve where you guys can just drink your coffee black. It's got to have some flavor. Even your daughter. Sorry. I don't mean to bring your daughter in this, but she's drinking black coffee and I'm not. Like, she's what the heck? Yeah, she is. Like, she's, she's tough. I mean, I'm just raising guess, her right. That's all there is to it. <laughs> uh, man, I guess I need to talk to my dad. Yeah. Dad did something wrong. Brent, what's happening? What's going on, man? Don't make the same mistake with my little bro. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our weaknesses, Jakey. Yeah. Uh, What's happening? Wait, 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 wait. How was your weekend? Don't tell me to wait. Uh, <laughs> it was good, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, the weather's cooled off a little bit here. Normally, August can be pretty brutal, but it wasn't too bad. So it's good. I actually uh, hiked 10 miles Saturday morning with my dad, who's 71. So he is wow. a beast to do 10 miles. So it was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. He didn't carry any weight or anything, but still like if you're 71 and you can go do 10 miles, I'm impressed. So it was fun. We had a good time. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. How about you? Um, Well, I mean, a little life update for those who don't know, I'm pretty much everybody except you and everybody else here in the office. Uh, I moved out of my parents' house two and a half, three weeks ago. Um, So I've been just enjoying uh, life on my own with my other two roommates. So just hanging out at the house, um, starting to realize adding up, adding up things that, uh, money doesn't grow off trees when you're living with the parents, you know, <laughs> we were just talking so, about some gear stuff last week and you're like, Oh, I really want to get this, but I don't really need it. Now I have a house payment. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Um, I think we were talking about rain jackets or something, of course, but, um, yeah. So that, yeah, basically all I did was just clean up the house a little bit. I swear, it gets even worse whenever I make meals and, you know, just do one thing. I always have millions of dishes to do, or I have to clean the bathroom. Um, I don't know. It's definitely a great, good responsibility. Uh, but it does. I, I, I called my dad. I was like, man, you know, I appreciate you guys. Uh, let me stay over at that place at the, at your house forever. <laughs> at like place. I, I, I know. Yeah. I now realize how, how easy I had it. You know, but it's great. It's fun. So I'm living with two of my best buds that I grew up with. And uh, yeah, so that's really all I did was that. And then, oh yeah, I mean, sighted my bow in, tuned up my bow. I mean, I still, still going to keep shooting, um, but yeah, so tuned that up and that's about it really. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the yeah. bow. It was on the agenda. I want to hear about yeah. it because you, unlike Steve and I, you actually set up a new bow this year. Steve and I have 
not done that. I'm just shooting my same Ventum uh, 33, which I love. Didn't change much of anything this year. So it just hasn't like we haven't talked about on the podcast because it's like, ah, eh, from my perspective, there's nothing new. But you've been you guys pretty are guys now. stoked. Uh, yeah. I mean, somewhat by, yeah. I'm, I'm actually really itching to start shooting my bow a lot more because uh, this year, yeah, I don't have many bow hunts and I have a ton of rifle hunts and still love that. I'm excited for it, but I'm already looking forward to next year and being like, oh man, what, what tags yeah. can I get with my bow and shoot again? But anyway, it, yeah, it's you've been have setting a up balance. a new bow. Yeah. What is it? So I got the new Hoyt RX-7. Uh, I got it in the ultra. So the 34, it's like a 30, it says 34, but it's like 34 and a half, 35 inch axle axle. I just like those little, I like the ultra bows more than uh, the regulars. Um, just like with a 29 and a half inch draw being six foot, better string angle. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's really not much that's changed. I'm, I'm pretty safe to say, I think everybody knows this now in bows aside from aesthetics, but I will say like, I'm not the biggest uh, bow nerd out there at all by any means, but it is a sweet shooter. Um, so yeah, I mean, tuning that up. So really I, this are the weekend before I built some arrows. Um, so what did I do? I cut the spine. Um, yeah. I cut the spine because I, I needed, I'm basically I'm shooting 70 pound, uh, seven pound limbs. So I needed to be stiffer, <clears throat> still what shooting. Like the spine? Uh, 340, 340 okay. spine, then added a 50 grain insert. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. 50 grain insert and then fletched it with some, AAE Max Stealth with that AAE uh, Arizona Easy Fletch with that gnarly helical to it. Oh man, that's it's, a cool setup. I like. I was a Pittsburgher yeah. guy forever, but I picked up one of those um, AAE Easy Fletch a few years ago, and I really like it. Yeah, they make life easier. I've never done any of the Pittsburghers. Um, they look sweet. Uh, there's a lot of customization you can do, but just how easy it is. Um, the only thing you got to make sure is you don't get glue inside the little slots where the veins sit in. Um, but yeah, no, that, that turned out great. And then everything else like setup wise quiver, same tight spot, same hamski rest, same black gold S and S built site. Uh, nothing's changed there, what but it's been great. Run? Oh, Trinity pro. The, uh -huh. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, yeah. So basically this one's been good because it's allowed me to learn more about my bow. My dad, he's a wizard when it comes to archery and, and bow equipment. Uh, so I've been spoiled the past many, many years of him just really taking over full control. So he, like you're I've been living there. in his house. He's setting up your bow. <laughs> yes, made. I did. I did. So now, I mean, obviously he's helping me, but I'm doing 90% of the work, 95% of the work. So time own D loops. So that that's basically what I got to do basically after work today. Uh, I'm going to go back over there and retie in everything um, and get that all set up. But anyways, it's been great to learn how to do everything my, on my own, you know, with the, with the guidance of my father. It's been great. So I need to get your dad on the it. podcast. Yeah, we should. He's a really cool dude. A lot of people really like is. him. I like him. I think, I think that's why people like him is because he's a cool dude yeah we'll have to this <laughs> fall like after some of you guys hunts get on and tell some stories yes. and all that yeah i'm super excited to go hunting with him so we'll, we'll be sure to do uh do a podcast if yeah. he has the time he's a he's a busy man <laughs> what 
what's your site setup? You said SNS built black gold, but oh. like what pins do you run? How yeah, so I do a three pin. That? So th- yeah, three pin. I used to play around uh, with different sites because I, I ran a spot hog hogfather for a while, that double pin. I really liked the single pin, um, you know, vertical setup. But then I really got back to like in the three pin, um, five pin was just too much, too much pin clutter. So it's a 30, 40, 50 um, setup with the 50 being my floater. Um, yeah. And that's been great for me. I haven't had any issues. I think the biggest thing too um, is changing my release aid. So I'm running that silverback from knock on uh, Carter releases makes it. And I think it's like the evolution um, not the, the, so basically knock on makes his own version of the evolution, which is called the silverback, but that's definitely helped my shooting just night and day difference. So I'm going to hunt with it when, you know, when we hunt water sitting in a blind, you know, when there's just a lot more time to be had, you know, when drawn back on an animal, uh, but that'll always pack my, um, Carter like Mike release. So you're able to yeah. go back and forth with those without pretty easy. Yeah. Without having any issues. Um, there's no real difference, um, that I notice yet, you know, with string angle or anything like that, everything's pretty, pretty much the same. Now, granted it's more set up for my silverback. So there is going to be just a slight difference in an anchor, but yeah. What do you pin color and pin size for three pins? Do you always do the same? Yeah, it's the same. What is it? Red, green, red, or green, yellow, green. Sorry, green, yellow, green. green. All the same size. Yep. Uh, The bottom two are nineteen or or ten thousandths. The top is nineteen. Yep. Interesting. Okay. I think, I think, or maybe all of them are just ten thousandths because I do have great eyesight. So (laughs) they might just. Yeah, that's one thing I I should. Yeah, I think you know what I take that back. They're all tens. I, I remember that. Yeah. Just cause I'm young, just got that great eyesight. <laughs> Eat a lot of carrots. Eat a lot of carrots. Yep. Um, yeah. So both shooting great. I'm excited. My dad and I head out for the first, the openers, the 30th, right? Um, so it's like a Tuesday. So he'll be heading out for elk that day before, and then I'll meet him up there that weekend. Uh, so we'll see how it goes from there. Do you get any time off for that? You well, yeah, we've been battling. You and you and I have September pretty uh chalked up. So if, if Mark's gone, I'm in. If I'm gone, you're in. That's kind of how we have it work, working out for the past, yeah, for the past two years. So yep, I've got time off for the second and third week, and then you're gone for like what 10 days uh, from starting the third week or fourth week. Yeah, I mean I'm September? gone that first week for archery elk, and then yeah, my mountain right. goat hunt starts at the end of September. Yeah. Yeah. So we have it all worked out I left out you there. some time in the middle. Thanks. Appreciate it. So anybody listening, don't be worried. Somebody's going to be here to get you taken Somebody care will of. answer the phones. Yes. Unless we're already on the phone. Then leave <laughs> us a voicemail. <laughs> what broadheads are you shooting? Uh, so I've been playing around with that. Um, recently, or yeah, lately I've been shooting the Slick Tricks. Those are just a solid broadhead. But since Idaho regulations just got changed, obviously, uh, so now you're allowed to do lighted knocks, which I didn't do that. Just one really didn't, didn't matter to me. And two, you know, you can get in the argument of FOC, which is why I don't do arrow wraps either. But mechanical broadheads definitely sparked an interest. So 
my dad got some severs. Those things are wicked cool. And then, so that's, he's just shooting those. And then he's also uh, shooting the G5 dead meat V2s, which I also got myself a packet of those. Uh, I haven't even shot with them yet, which that's going to be like this week, but it'd be super cute. I'd be super curious to, to use those because I've never, I've never used mechanicals. Have you, is it, it's legal in Missouri, right? For, for whitetail. Yeah, it's, it's legal. Yeah. Um, I used to shoot them for whitetail, but I mean, this has been a long time. Once I started hunting out West, I would just switch to fixed um, just because mm-hmm. I didn't want to deal with two different setups. Okay. And so I've just always, I mean, not always, but for eight plus years, probably have only shot fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and obviously in that span of time frame, the mechanical market has changed a lot. There's a lot, a lot more designs out there. I think a lot better designs out there now than yeah. there was eight plus years ago. So um, those severs do do a cool um if i were to pick up some mechanicals i definitely look at those or um like ramcat has some options there's there's honestly a lot out there i'm not up to date on everything that's there yeah i've heard a lot of good stuff on the ramcats as well but yeah those those uh uh severs like that inch and a half cut whoo look wicked so yeah you guys plan to run those for elk yeah yeah so we plan to do that um so we'll see nice man yeah. When was it that you changed to uh, that release you were talking about and got away from like an index? Oh, to the silverback? Uh, yeah. 2019. Right. Yeah. So it's been a couple of years, a few years. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hunt with it when I shot my moose. Uh, that's Or yeah, it was end of 2019 because I shot my moose in October of 19 with my bow and I was still having some target panic. When I you know, when I drew back and, you know, shot the, shot the moose, it was more just excitement, but I remember having taken an extra five seconds to get settled on the, on his body. Um, so I think that was just a mixture of buck fever and a little bit of target panic. Whenever I would come, uh, fully, you know, whenever, whenever I draw back, um, whether it was you know, on a target, 3d target practicing in the yard, I would basically get set up. And once once my pin hit that target where, where I was, yeah, basically the target, not even where I was aiming, my finger would just immediately slap the trigger. So the silverback has just allowed me to take the time and just get settled on the settled on what I'm aiming and just start pulling back. Um, now, granted, I've heard it from a lot of people. There's a lot of schools um, that you could go to like the knock on school or like uh, Joel Turner, he does that, but that's just one, I don't have the time. I, I feel like I don't have the time or the, the money to spend there. And um, switching to this release has helped me tremendously. So yeah, I've been shooting it for three years or two, just over two years and uh, been really, really liking it. So it makes me super confident in the field um, and on the 3D course. Nice. Yeah. What are you shooting? Um, you, you can remember what you shoot. Release wise? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott Exus, which they don't make anymore. Haven't made for a very long time. Um, uh-huh. but I have two of them and they both still work incredibly great. Um, so I shoot those, those are thumb releases. And then I have a Scott hinge release, uh, that I'll practice with some, but not much. I mean, once I switch to the thumb release, um, and I've, you know, it's not just the release in my opinion, there's definitely that that mental component to target panic. But once I got comfortable 
doing proper shot execution with tension and not just with uh, manipulation of the hand, I really haven't struggled with target panic. So um, yeah. I mostly just shoot that thumb release, but definitely use more of a tension um, style execution with it. And then occasionally mm-hmm. I'll shoot the hinge just uh, to reinforce that. But yeah, yeah there's um, I've shot Carter's in the past and some stand stuff, but for whatever reason, these Scott releases, I, I think it's just cause I, it's one of those things I'm so used to and so comfortable with. It just feels right. Um, just cause I have so many reps with it uh, and I haven't had a need to change. So it's just one of those things. I, it just feels right. And I stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. Those, uh, I definitely want to play around with the the hinge releases, but then it's just like ah, it's like if, if I'm good, if I'm if I'm comfortable with what I'm used to, I got to be sure to just stick with it. Um, but those I when think, you mentioned stands, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, in the off season, I would recommend picking one up, a hinge release, and shooting with it. Um, yeah, and I don't say that to you specifically, um, but everyone really. I think if you shoot a compound and you've never shot a hinge release, I really think you should. Um, and I think you should develop how to shoot with a hinge release and then have one to kind of revisit, like I said, um, because even I think when you you're shooting even with a thumb trigger or some side, some sort of tension ish, but not a true hinge release and you think you're doing proper shot, ex- shot execution, um, it's easy to deceive yourself. And when you shoot a hinge, like it's, it's going to reveal all the secrets, right? It's going to, it's right. going to show you what you're actually doing. <laughs> the good, um, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> yeah. And I just think it's when I went from an index finger had target target panic. It's been so long. I think I went straight to a hinge before I did a thumb trigger. Okay. Um, but dude, it was like when I went from, shooting a bow for years and oh i was self-taught so i'm sure i picked up a lot of bad technique and had a lot of mistakes but shot a bow for years with an index finger and when i went to a hinge i felt like i've never shot a bow before like it it clicked in such a way that i knew what shot execution was supposed to feel like that i yeah. literally had never never felt before i mean it it was completely different Um, and when that clicked, I was like, Oh, this is how you're supposed to execute a shot. I mean, it was a totally different world. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel the same way. Perfect execution, basically surprise release every time still to this day with that release. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Those, uh, real quick, those stands though. I know you mentioned those, those things, they look sweet. Our buddy, uh, Troy Hellman, he's, I think he's got like all three or four and we were talking on the phone or FaceTime and, and uh, he showed me those, those things look wicked, just random, random thought. It makes me, makes me want to purchase one of those things. Just, they look so freaking cool and fun to try out with. So I might tinker around with one of those in the off season, yeah. but basically going back, there is a reason, you know, why, um, or I'm sure there's a good reason uh, why, um, you know, all the professional target archers have like, six or seven releases just in their bag. Actually. Yeah. I remember hearing a podcast about Randy Omer, you know, him just kind of going through his bag of releases and then picking one and shooting it. So that way he gets a different, um, you know, different release every time. So he's not comfortable with what he's shooting. So that's the way it's a surprise release every time. So I'm going to use that as my reasoning for my next big purchase. How about that? I like it. (laughs) You should do it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, here's a question for you, Jakey. It's one of the listener questions we had come in via speak pipe that you were, uh, the perfect guy to answer. 
All right. Hey, guys. Sean here from uh, Salt Lake City. wonder if you guys could touch on what the in-store experience is like. Um, obviously, I'm just a hop, skip, and a jump away. I'm definitely committed to getting an Exo Mountain Gear pack um, here in the future. And uh, instead of doing anything online, I figure, hey, why not take a day trip up to Boise and see how it looks? It looks like um, if there's anything I should bring. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. All right, Jakey, the in-store experience at EXO. What's that like? Uh, it's a pretty great experience. Uh, no, it's good because obviously everybody knows we're only direct consumers. So unless you catch us at uh, Portland or Salt Lake or any of the other shows that we might be at, there's really no other way to see us unless you come here at the shop. So you'll either, if you come in, you'll either talk to myself or Patrick um, and we've got packs on displays. So basically any our 1800 bag all the way up to our 6400 bag on display so you can see the difference in volume and then we'll also have weighted packs so we have every single belt size with every single frame height loaded up with 40 pounds we even have our exs our women's and youth pack system loaded up with weight uh, so uh, ladies and kids can try that on and, and get a fit and feel for it but yeah i mean we our showroom is just nice and just, just a little showroom. Uh, there's nothing really too crazy. You don't need to bring anything. Um, just be ready to wear a pack. Uh, and then most of the time we have everything in stock, like right now or all this throughout this year, we've had everything in stock. So everybody who does come by and wants to try on a pack and also wants to leave with one can and does, um, yeah, I'm trying to think there's really not much else. Just come on by. We're, we're here Monday through Friday, eight to 4 PM mountain standard time. Yeah. Um, he mentioned it, anything he should bring. Is that, what does that bring to mind for you? Do you get people bringing stuff in like gear to load or anything like yeah. that? No, I mean, sometimes people will come back with their packs with gear in it, but Really, no, I don't get many folks bringing in their gear. No, you know what? I may get a, a customer to bring in their bow or their rifle just to see how it attaches to the pack. That's actually a pretty common one. So mm -hmm. I'll point them in the direction of, you know, the bow carrier or the rifle carrier or the other ways, like throwing it down. Like This is for a rifle, throwing the rifle down the side stretch pocket or the deep side pocket. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really easy. You don't need to bring anything your wallet if you do want to purchase a pack because <laughs> um, I'm unable to just give one for free. So <laughs> um, yeah, it's busy time right now for, for us here at EXO. I know we've mentioned it or you've mentioned it quite a bit um, on the podcast throughout the years you guys have been doing this, that August is our most busiest time of the year. Um, I feel like it's every month now, but August in general is always the busiest. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll have days it's, it's funny, um, where the phones will be just going crazy and we'll get quite a few customers come by throughout the day. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's great. Um, but with only two really Pat and I are the only ones who are helping folks because Steve's either in his office in a meeting or he's at table rock doing some training hikes. And then you're, uh, you're MIA all the time. I'm hiding. <laughs> I'm hiding. Yep. Yeah, we 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 make sure you're hiding because you're you're the you're the important one. You're the, you're the one that keeps us running, so we can't have you distracted by any Whatever. means. <laughs> it is funny when I am there though, and like we'll walk out, and somebody's like, "Wait a second, 
Is that Mark? <laughs> what are you yeah. doing here? What are you doing? Yeah. Nobody does that with me. Oh, you're, you're, you're Jakey Poo. I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? Again. I'm, <laughs> I'm making up a promo right now on the fly. So if you come in to the store and you bring Jake a juice box, I will give you, or I'll have Jake give you $10 off as well. All right. Just, yeah, we'll do it. You want to explain what that significance? Cause people are like, why would I bring Jake a juice box? Yeah. Juice box. Yeah. I was, was it during show season? Basically. Yeah. It was show season. You're a wee yeah, little during lad. Show season. Yeah. I was a wee little lad three years ago, 19. Lots changed since then. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, I, I, I couldn't go a day without having a Capri Sun or juice box and just anything I do, Mark and Steve will just make fun, poke fun, come up with a nickname. Like I can't, I can't get away from it. Um, and so I had a juice box in my hand and Mark called me juice box one day. And then I think he posted a picture at the time when you were running the exo social on our story saying, if you bring in a, if you, if you see us at the Portland show and bring us a juice box for Jake, we'll give you a free hat. I think we got like 10, I don't know, up to 10 people who you brought juice stopped, boxes. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of my nicknames is juice box. One of, them. one of, one of many. That's the clean. That's a really clean nickname, clean version. Yeah. That's a podcast appropriate nickname. <laughs> it is. But uh, yeah, there's, I, I like that one more than others. <laughs> You're doing such a good job answering listener questions. You want to do another one? Yeah. What do you got for me? Women's packs. All right. Is it a speak pipe? Or it we... is. Okay. Play it. Hello. I have a question regarding hunting gear for women. My wife is fairly small. She's five foot two, 115 pounds. She grew up hunting in Wyoming and loves to hunt, but hunting gear is not typically made for someone her size. I wanted to ask if your company offers options for gear that would fit someone her size, and if you know of anybody else with, whether it be wives or children that love to hunt, that also might struggle with clothing or gear because of their size, and if they have found anything that works for them, you could also recommend. I love your packs, by the way. I packed out my wife's bighorn sheep with it last season, actually. All right, so five foot two, a buck fifteen. Can we fit that woman in a pack, Jake? Yes, we can. Um, yeah, so three years ago we developed the EXS or two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, the EXS pack system, short for extra short. So what it is, um, you know, we we realized that not everybody or not all the small people could really fit in our um K3 packs. And what I should say by small is um ladies and, and youth actually. So there's a lot of ladies, a lot of female hunters out there, badass ladies who are, you know, getting after it. And just, just by how our frames are designed, it just was a little too tall for, for most, for most women. So what we did was we shortened up that K3 frame. So it's the same frame design with that, you know, horseshoe shape design frame. Um, and we shortened it up to a 20 and a half inch frame, but it also still features, the adjustable frame extension, like all of the short and tall frames do. So it's a 20 and a half to 22 inch frame. And then it's basically what we also had to do was build a, a bag, a custom bag for that frame since, um, you know, we took length out of the frame height. So we built a custom 
3,200. So it's right around, correct me if I'm wrong, right around like that 3,000 cubic inch bag. Yep. So you're, you're, it's like a true 3,200 if you're including the lid. Is that, yeah, right? Yeah. Correct yep. me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, now I know I'm going to get this question, which I do get this question all the time. And I sound like a broken, I, I think I sound like a broken record since I say it quite a bit often, but I'm going to answer this question. So yes, the new frame was designed or I say new, the EXS frame has been around for a little bit, but it was designed with that smaller scaled bag. Um, but you can run a standard K3 bag on that frame. So a lot of people would like to run the 4,800 on there. You can do so. Uh, you just end up with some excess bag material um, due to the bag being longer than the frame there at the bottom. But I actually, I just uh, sold one of those EXS packs to a, a lady who came by her shop actually on Friday. Um, and she wanted to put that 4,800 on that frame. So I built it up for her, really you know, made a fold at the bottom, compressed it down. And this was on the 20 and a half inch setting. Um, so it's not even on the lengthened lengthen version um, or setting. And it looked great. She was like, whoa, wait, that that's the bag? I was like, yep, compresses down super small. She was actually more fascinated with how much our bags compressed down than she was that the bag, the bag that wasn't really designed for that frame fit on it. She, mm -hmm. she thought it was the 1800 since the 1800 shares that same U-shaped zipper design as the 48. Um, so anyways, um, back to the question. Yes, our pack will fit. Our small belt um, will most likely be the, be the one to go with. And that's really it. You know, we offer the EXS pack only in Ranger Green. Uh, we just keep it simple. You know, it's really not part of our normal production schedule. Um, so we only have it in that one color, one bag size. And uh, yeah, am I missing anything, Mark? Nailed it. Yeah, we don't. Um, they're on the website, not under the normal pack page. But if you go under shop, you'll see a link for women's packs that has photos of it, more information on fitting and design. And then if you want to order one, you just contact us directly. Um, so you don't order through the website, but just give us a call or send an email uh, and we'll help you out and send over the order for you. Um, yeah. So they're, they're great options. Their ladies have absolutely loved them. And what's cool is like you said, Jake, it's all the same features and function and even load capacity of yeah. our standard stuff. So there's been some women who've tested it with super heavy loads up in Alaska with moose and things like that. And it's awesome to see him get put to work like that. Really is. Yeah. And I did find a mistake. You didn't catch me on this. It's actually 3,400 cubic inches with the lid. So I shorted, shortened it 200 cubic inches, but just, yeah, I didn't, to... I, I was letting that slide. I didn't want to like correct you on air. Or you were going to tell me when we got I, off the podcast. I didn't want, I didn't want my like, wife and kids hey. to yell at me for being too mean to you. Or <laughs> That's been a trend actually. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they think they're, they think you're a little too harsh on me, Mark. Yeah. My you're family not, will no. hear me on the phone with Jake and be like, you should be nicer to him. Sometimes you're mean. Which I don't no, think so, he's just, but... no, I don't think so either. <laughs> um, yeah. So just give us a call. Uh, you'll either talk to myself or Mark and we'll get you taken care of and answer any other questions you, you may have. But yeah, for the most part, I do also get the question um, with those ladies who are kind of in that 5'8 to 5'9 uh, height range. We have it listed on our website that our pack fit 5'9 for ladies. And so, but I still get a lot of questions from, uh, from ladies who are like, well, I'm on that taller cusp. It still just fits better that extra short frame than jumping into the taller short frame. Cause 
not only did we shorten up that frame, but we also, it's built with uh, a differently cut harness. So it just fits better. Um, so for the most part, that extra short frame is going to be the ticket for, for most ladies. And then, yes, we also have youth uh, fitting into that. I know that wasn't part of the question, but um, a lot of 12 to 15, or I'd say 11 to 15, 16 year old kids fit into it. Uh, definitely. Uh, it can, it can vary depending on the, the height and build of the kid. Like for instance, my little bro, he's 12 and he fits in it. Uh, he just needs to, put a little bit more meat around his waist. Uh, he's, he's a thicken up a little bit, but it fits him. He packed out his mule deer with it last year. So, um, yeah, it was really cool. Nice. One thing I wanted to mention, uh, on the podcast today is we just had a new article and video come out that I released on flying with, uh, rifles and other hunting gear. Um, we mentioned this on the podcast, but just to reiterate, sometimes we have content come out that doesn't hit the podcast. And so if you guys want to hear more about uh, my process for flying with firearms, uh, whether that's a hunting rifle, sidearm, and then also other hunting gear, how I do that, what I pack, what I've learned by doing that over the years, um, we'll leave a link in the show description to check out that article. And then there's a video that goes with it. What else is current, JKP? Oh, I know one. You got one? Yeah. Was it I think it was the same thing. I think it was the same thing. And my XO? Yep. Okay, sweet. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll take care of this one, Mark. You can sip your coffee and uh, let me Get do the back talking. and relax. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're for the month of August. I'm going to butcher this. I swear I do every time. But for the month of August, we're doing an Instagram giveaway. Uh, we've done it in the years past. It's always super cool um, when we do this. So basically the In My XO giveaway is basically where people post your packing gear photo on Instagram using the in my XO hashtag and tagging us. Uh, basically it's just a cool way to see what gear everybody out there is packing. I don't know. We're all gear nerds here, especially Mark. Um, <laughs> and so it's super cool to, yeah, to see people post that, tell us what they're using. So basically let me go back into it. So when you share the photo, tell us, a tell us a about a piece of gear that you're excited to use uh, along with basically posting your packing gear photo. Uh, even if you don't have an XO, you can still get entered by sharing the photo of your gear and, and telling us about it um, and tagging as mentioned above. So uh, we're actually going to be picking the first winner either today or tomorrow. I know we have uh, some more uh, like another Instagram post going out today. So we might push that tomorrow. Uh, so Tuesday, the 16th. Um, so yeah, we've got a couple prizes uh, custom Chris Reeves knives, Chris Reeves knife that we've created. Uh, we've done a giveaway before with those. Uh, so that's going to be the custom one with the EXO logo, uh, a couple other cool stuff about it. And then custom ivory holsters. So Gabriel did a, a limited run of ivory holsters with our custom or with a new EXO logo, the flag logo. Um, so we'll be doing that. A couple other prizes from first light. So origin hoodie, Onyx is giving away some stuff, some exo swag, and a $200 gift card. So um, you can, if you're familiar with Instagram, if you're on Instagram, like, like me, uh, go, go on our exo Instagram at hunt backcountry, just one word. And I actually have basically the giveaway itinerary pinned. So if that very first post, you'll see it's a gear dump photo called in my exo giveaway, and you'll be able to 
basically see all the details, just like I mentioned here. Um, and yeah, post it and we just one love to see it. And then two, you can also get entered to, to win a few prizes. So how'd I do Mark? Good. Can you <laughs> enter if you're not on Instagram? No. Okay. Negative. <laughs> that was a that was a very we've done it before now tell me now I, you and i discussed this which is only <laughs> no that was that was blunt sorry jake says no jake says i was no. going to say yes you were yeah. man maybe we should edit this mark no we shouldn't <laughs> okay well i mean years past we've done it where it was just instagram and then also we've done it to where it was a youtube video i'm just you making this YouTube up video. on the fly jake so oh you Okay. Well, I would say if you're a podcast listener and you're not on Instagram, okay. One, okay. still check out. So I'll leave a link in the show description to the Instagram post that talks about the giveaway and then has a photo just so you can see like an example of, you know, basically what we're looking for. Right. Yeah. Um, and you don't, you can visit that link and not have an Instagram account and just see the details, everything you just recapped, Jake. If you yeah. do that, check it out. You're interested in still entering take that same style of photo with uh, your gear laid out, tell something you like what Jake Aldis mentioned. It's recapped. Just email it to photos at xomountaingear.com and boom, we'll enter you as well. All right. I just reconsidered it. Yes. We, we didn't discuss that. that. I mean, that was just me making stuff up on the fly. That's why so. I love the Monday minute and just any other conversation that you and I have, you know, I feel like it's, goes for everything. You and I just kind of make stuff up on the fly as we go. Boom. Decision made. <laughs> Yeah. So, yes, so anyways, if you're not on Instagram, okay. send it over by email. Yes. Preferred Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> send it over email and uh, we'll be sure to look at that. And um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's it on my end. What do you have, Mark? Anything else? Uh, well, since you were talking about gear, it made me think like, what's something new you're excited to try this year? Actually, oh man, I wanted to re-ask you that question, but uh, <laughs> something I'm excited to try out. You know, I got asked this question. I think I got asked a similar question, like what my favorite piece of gear was on the death hike. And I really had a, I had a piss poor answer. That's just because redeem yourself. Well, that's just because I'm like, a lot of stuff is the same. Uh, I've started to realize like, once you just get used to some of this stuff that you've been using forever, it's, there's no reason to change now. Granted it's the same stuff, but it's different brands or something. So I will say, um, I did actually do some, I bought a, a new puffy jacket from Mont Bell. That was actually a cool one. So <laughs> I, my dad actually found out about a guy on rock slide who purchased a Mont Bell jacket, uh, via the Japan website. So they've got a Mont Bell USA and a Mont Bell Japan. And so since the exchange rate is different, it's actually cheaper to get it off the Japan site. You don't pay any extra duties or customs, uh, when getting it but you got to make sure you order a size large, uh, larger than what you are. So if you're a medium, get a large, large, get an XL. Um, so it's like, so it was like Japanese based sizing. Yeah, exactly. And okay. so it's the Mont Bell light Alpine down. I like the color, Steve. I don't know if he just likes to give me a hard time. He thinks it looks like a Christmas tree. I actually would never when, tell you that it was nice because yeah, it's even, bought it. even if it was the nicest thing, like, Ever. No, I'm just kidding. He actually, so funny story. And I'll get to that here in just a sec. Actually, I'll get to it right now. So I, <laughs> I bought it. I told him about it. He liked it. He gave me the, huh. And, um, you know, it, it sparked a little bit of interest, but then my dad, he got the bigger version or the, the parka. So 
Uh, it's got like five ounces of downfill in it. Like it's a bad a jacket kind of compares to the Chamberlain from first light, but lighter. Now the color is, eh, you know, it's so, so he got like a lime green, dark, two tone, dark green, two tone, but then there's also a black version. So anyways, Steve kind of poo pooed it. Not really, but you know, when I, when I showed him, he was like, okay, cool. But then when my dad came in, he thought it was great. And so he, uh, he and Patrick, Steve and Patrick both ordered them right. And my dad came in and showed them. So I was like, what Are you kidding me? My, is my, okay. I get no I guess respect. My, my dad just has more authority than me, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've worn it just a few times. Like when you and I, when you were out here, um, for, for like a week, bear that hunting, epic shed hunt that we went on. Yeah. <laughs> Radical dude. When it just rained and snowed and it was just wet and yeah, we didn't really do oh, anything. Man. We never put those videos up. Did we? No, we have a, quite a few good videos. I think uh, you should share those. We'll sh- oh no, you did on your uh, personal, but you well, only have count. like 10 followers. It's <laughs> probably the last time I've also posted. Probably. But um, yeah, so that jacket and then really everything else. I did order some new Solomon X ultras. So the fours, the X ultra fours, and I tested those out on the death hike. Like I only did one hike before and then took them on the death hike and they were great. So I'm going to wear those in the early season for September. Have you run the X ultra threes? Yes. So I ran What's the X ultra threes. comparison to the fours? The fours are comfier. Really? Um, yeah. I do so like I the fours. I just actually ordered a, another pair of threes because I was afraid they'd screw them up. And I knew I had had the threes before and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to stick with what I know. Yeah, fair. I mean, the threes, I had issues with kind of feeling like they were pinching um, at the end of my feet um, and it just wasn't comfortable. So I actually ordered the fours and I ordered them in a size 11. Yeah. Cause I'm a 10 and a half. Uh, so maybe I just needed a different size uh, with the X ultra threes, but the fours were great. Uh, super cushy. Um, the only downside with bringing those on the death hike and everybody can attest to this, like there was no perfect boot for that hike. Um, and I'm not going to jump down the rabbit hole like Steve does with boots. Um, but that, that hike was just miserable or those boots weren't, weren't the greatest for that side hill on the second day. Um, they, was that the only just, time they bothered you though? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was actually, uh, yeah, that was the only time it was funny. The last podcast you did with uh, Bashma um, about him saying how he got some uh, blisters or, or calluses that basically popped up three, three weeks later, I had the same thing happen to me. Literally the same, like the same time that podcast re- was released was like, Whoa, I've got some dead skin under there. Like that was basically super deep down there and finally made its way up. Um, so I thought that was funny. And so that was, it was the exact same thing same happened spot. to me since then. Really? Yeah. It's like when Tyler asked, I even said, I was like, no, I don't have any issues. Cause I didn't like my feet were, you know, a little bit hot on that side healing, but no actual blisters or anything. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, in the days since that podcast, which has been basically a week now, um, I've had a little bit of that peeling that's worked its yeah. way up like that. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of trippy. It looked like athlete's foot at first, but yeah, it was just a bunch of yeah, dead skin, like in the same spots that I was having pain. But um, so yeah, that's those two, those two pieces. And then everything else has just been uh solid. Uh, how about you? You've been kind of testing a bunch of new gear, haven't you? Yeah. Yes. And no. Um, the one thing that I would like, the one thing I'm like converted to of like, Oh, I think I'm never going back away from these again. Um, and I don't know if I've mentioned these on the podcast, but, um, boxers of all things, there's a company called exo skin. Um, 
It's not EXO, but just (laughs) XO skin. Um, What's cool about though, they're mainly uh, like an ultra running world. Um, So not like a hunting company by any means, but um, I've talked with the guys and uh, I, at some point will want to get them on the podcast because it's one of those companies you look at and they talk about like proprietary this and that. And sometimes I'm like, eh, you know, we'll see, but I haven't actually talked to them a little bit. Um, I do think they have something very unique. And what's also cool is they make everything in the US, which is obviously pretty unique for when you get into the apparel world because uh, they make socks and shirts and um, all kinds of stuff. But they have these boxers. Um, I forget what they're called exactly, but I started running them uh, earlier this year. Full disclosure, the dude sent me a pair, but I've since paid full price and bought two more pairs and plan to just always run those for long hikes or any extended hunts, anything like that. So um, the fit's great. They're synthetic, but they don't, whatever they do odor management wise works incredibly well. They don't build up and get stinky. Um, they don't stretch out zero chafing. Um, so yeah, of all things right now, one of the things I'm most <laughs> excited about is these boxers that have just been fantastic. I've worn them all my hunts this spring, uh, hundreds of miles of training, um, the death hike, everything else. They're great. You know, you made it big when, uh, and you get some free underwear sent to you. That's pretty well, awesome. You know, no, that's, that's jokes. No but I do have a, I do have a question we can get. Yeah. I mean, this might be TMI, but I love the first light wick boxers, but the only thing I don't like is man, they, they ride up and they just, yeah. I always have that issue. Is that the, is that different? Like obviously with these exoskins, like they just, their money, like they're, yeah. they're not going to have any, they have been, they sell them in two different lengths. So there's like a mid okay. and then a longer version. Yeah. Um, and so I like have impression short almost. Yeah. So the, the shorter one, kind of the mid length one, it can ride a little bit. I think it's obviously going to depend on the build, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But the longer ones, hundred percent have stayed put on me. Like don't, don't move at all. And yeah. those are the ones that I've bought in, uh, more of. So um, yeah, they've been, they've been great. That's sweet. Right yeah. on. Not an exciting answer, but I'm, they're great. Yeah. Any, anything else other than underwear? <laughs> um, nothing to chat about now. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some other things that I've been running this year that you'll see pop up in, um, my goat gear list and stuff like that. I'll probably talk about yeah. more later. I will do another shameless plug for those who are listening. Mark, everybody knows Mark has a freaking talent of writing some awesome blog articles, but he actually did do a good one on, uh, uh, clothing and budget clothing. So basically like the best clothing you can find for hunting and then also a budget clothing list. Um, and I think the best part about it is that you're not over, you know, you, it's not a sales pitch for any, by any means, it's just gear that you've used and tested and found that works best for you. And I feel like that's another blog article. If they're already looking at the one about flying and, uh, flying with weapons, they should definitely check out the the clothing article too. Uh, if, if one's inclined to do so, I'd, you know, recommend that one as well. Um, just, just a shameless plug for you. Shameless Mark. plug. Making yeah, sure it, that you're still have you still have a job here. Making sure Steve knows that you're putting in the work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my for me, the whole point of that piece was much less the specific gear and much more the the thought process of thinking through a system of clothing um, yeah. and where pieces fit. So along the way, you know, I talk about 
base ma- base layer, mid layer, et cetera, et cetera, insulation, the difference between static versus active insulation a little bit. Um, so concepts more and like the, the fundamental building blocks of like clothing, because I, it's a, an area we get a lot of questions on and I see a lot of guys either pack way too much clothing or pack things that don't make sense for what they're doing. Um, and so, and that's not like a judgment thing. That's just, I've been there and figured that out too. Of Like, Oh, this actually isn't a great decision. Um, and so to me is much more high level and like, Hey, from a high level, think about getting these specific type of pieces because they actually work together and it's a very versatile, um, system than whether or not you want to use, I don't care what brand like first light, Sika, Kuyu, Scree, non-hunting, et cetera, or what your budget is, whether you want to spend $40 or 400 on a rain jacket. Um, you know, I put options in there of what I've used both on the premium end and the budget end. But the bigger point of that article was actually much higher level than use this jacket, not that jacket, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah, man, the urge, but I'm fighting to argue with you on soft shell jackets. It's just you, getting you can bring it. No, no, we don't have to. That's for another day. That's, that's like, that's like Steve's boot conversation. Yeah. It's just, yeah, we don't need it. Uh-huh. Besides, I, I got to get back to it, man. It's we're, we're pushing on an hour right now. Yeah. We just got to go to work. Um, I, but you know what? I'm going to do my job here. I'm going to take, so again, sit back, have another sip of coffee and take it easy. Just a little update for XO, you know, for those who are interested in buying packs, uh, if you are interested, um, one, give us a shout. We're always able to chat, um, aside from now while we're doing a podcast, um, but uh, give us a call. And if you have any questions, um, we'd be happy to get you taken care of. Orders are shipping next business day. Uh, so everything's in stock and shipping fast, just in time for hunting season. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's about it. Shoot us an email, give us a call if you have any questions, if there's anything we can help with regarding fit and function after receiving the pack. Mark and I are here to help. Mark, did I miss anything? No, man. It's good. Sorry, did I, did I catch you a mid-sip? No, yeah, I was a little, I was, yeah, I was a little hot coffee going down right there. The higher the pinky, the fancier you are. <laughs> I need to show the podcast more often. I was you just, just making it like easy. Like, just kick back, relax. Like this is what Steve must feel like. Uh, yes, he's, <laughs> he, he's got it too easy. He also- um, if you've made it in the podcast this long, I feel like you deserve a bonus. Have you heard from Steve at all, Jake? No, I haven't. A ram may or may not have been killed. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my goodness. All I'm saying, I'm not releasing any details. That's a secret because you've made it this far into the podcast. But yeah, those more to come. That's more to come. Holy smokes. That's exciting. Super exciting. You said may or may not. Well, you know, most likely may. All right. It's pretty much, you know, (laughs) maybe we should title this podcast wait for the end no i'm not like there's no no teaser no clickbait no secret this is just if you made it this far without being teased then kudos so the real ones the i will ones say that there'll be podcast. some i've only received in reach messages so i don't have all the details but the details i have heard are uh really exciting and i'm i'm anxious to uh chat with them for sure you should do a podcast you ever thought about that 
We should. That's a good have, idea. Have them on the podcast. You should. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned. We'll make too, it happen. It's getting a little too cheesy. It's, it's time for Jakey to go. All right. <laughs> Thanks, man. See ya.